Ready to break free from algorithms, vanity PR, and money-sucking ads? My name's Larissa Worstiak, and I've learned in seven years of jewelry marketing that content is the crown jewel. My agency, Joy Joya, takes a holistic approach, leading with laser-focused storytelling, impactful content creation, and strategic content distribution. This method has worked for the solopreneur as well as the multi-million dollar company, and now I'm sharing the same systems and tactics with you. Here's to standing out in the sea of sparkle. Welcome to episode 278. Today, I wanna discuss a common challenge that many jewelry business owners face when it comes to planning their marketing content. Surprisingly, it's not about marketing skills or about marketing knowledge, but rather about something related not to marketing at all. It's about production. Yes, about the actual designing and making of their products. So when we help our clients organize their content calendars, typically looking six months ahead, sometimes we hit a roadblock And that happens when we don't know the production schedule. So together between us and the business owner, of course, we have no shortage of good and interesting ideas. There are always creative things that we want to do with the marketing. But if the production calendar hasn't been fleshed out, then we simply can't plan marketing effectively. I totally understand that production can be complicated, especially if you personally are not making everything. But even if you are relying on your suppliers, even figuring out your own delivery schedule can be tricky. So business owners who handle everything sometimes even struggle to plan ahead with production because sometimes creativity just seems more fun and interesting than kind of sticking to a plan and schedule. And I understand creativity is amazing and important, but it's also important to realize that running a solid business powered by effective marketing needs some insight into production because without it, Planning can become really chaotic, and that is not ideal for running a jewelry business. So how can you make sure your production and marketing align better? Stay tuned for some advice. But before we get to the solid gold, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this podcast has both audio and video, so you can either listen on your favorite podcast platform or watch on YouTube by searching Joy Joya. You can support the podcast for free by taking the time not only to subscribe, but also to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm also so thrilled now that it is March to announce the recipients of the Joy Joya Name Your Price Jewelry Brand Incubator have been chosen. These these all have agreed to move forward, and we're so excited to congratulate the following emerging brands who will be working with us for the next six months. Jennifer DeMauro Jewelry, Junebug Jewelry Designs, Oleda, Geraldine Sheridan Designs, Lori Francescuti, and Phenomena. And I'm hoping to get some of these talented business owners on the podcast, so stay tuned for that. Okay, let's get into today's episode, My Sparklers. This one's all about why your production calendar and your marketing calendar need to be aligned and how to get both those calendars on the same page for optimal results. So first off, let's define what a production calendar or schedule means for a jewelry business. Essentially, 
even the smallest jewelry businesses operate similarly to manufacturing companies because at the end of the day, they're creating products for their customers. And if you want to successfully manage this process the same way a manufacturer would, you really need a detailed plan that outlines how to produce your goods. And for small businesses, this could be as simple as using a spreadsheet or another manual method to keep track of your production activities. But regardless, it's really important to have a system in place to monitor not only your current things in production, but also ideas, concepts you have for the future. So if you wanna find success in marketing and ultimately in your business, why is it crucial to know your production calendar way ahead of time? Planning equals success, as you've likely gathered from being a listener of this podcast. A solid plan gives you the time to prepare and set yourself up for success instead of scrambling at the last minute. There's always room, and we make room, in the marketing calendar for evergreen topics and for spotlighting existing inventory, things that aren't dependent on the production schedule. But when you're relying solely on those items for the marketing calendar, it's just not sufficient. Every once in a while, no matter who your customer is, they crave novelty and it's up to you to provide it in the form of some kind of new product or collection. But to do so effectively, you really need an idea of when those new products will be available and what all is involved in the process of getting them to market. But it's kind of surprising to me how many brands lack this insight until the 11th hour. And while it may work out from a production standpoint, like you're able to crank out that product at the last minute, the marketing definitely gets compromised. And the main challenge and why that happens is without visibility into the production schedule, then the marketing piece of it misses out on capitalizing on things like seasonal trends, timely events. For instance, not knowing exactly when certain pieces will be ready can cause marketing to miss opportunities to launch them during peak demand periods like holidays or special occasions. Also, when you don't have clarity or awareness of production and arrival times, then when it comes to marketing, you really, you just can't properly build anticipation through teasers or provide that sufficient lead time for promotions. Really what we would love to see in marketing and how to tie it back to production is instead of relying so much on those evergreen topics in your marketing calendar, the major product or collection releases should be the anchors for the marketing calendar with the other things really sprinkled and structured around them. But this ends up not really being the case when businesses don't have visibility into their production schedules. Also, if you're ordering made-to-order items that in themselves have lengthy lead times, it's even more important to consider how this would affect your promotional and marketing timing, especially if you're aiming to get customers to buy at certain like high or busy times of the year. So what are some of the common challenges and solutions 
that we see and suggest for businesses that are trying to align production and marketing. As I mentioned earlier, I'm definitely aware of the hurdles that come with production. Almost every jewelry brand I've ever worked with has faced some kind of delay or change in timelines. So I'm very used to this. I know that it's a real thing. And it's sometimes not just in production itself, but also in other aspects like the product photography, getting the listings up and ready for the e-commerce site, even making sure the pricing is correct. But I would say overall, if you can work toward streamlining this whole process over time and really aim for greater accuracy and predicting your timelines for your customers, that's really where you should be striving to go to help not just the production, but all of the like trickle down effect of that. So the marketing, the sales, ultimately your business performance in general. And how do we achieve this? By continuously refining prediction making skills regarding production. So another thing to think about, even if all the pieces of what you hope to launch for like the year, let's say, aren't in place yet. I still think it's so valuable to outline at least the concepts for your future products and collections. It's totally okay if things aren't set in stone. Don't keep those things in your head. Put them down in some kind of calendar that's standardized. And I'll talk about that more in just a second. I would say if rigid planning kind of makes you feel stifled in your creativity and holds you back from that spontaneous aspect of jewelry design and creation that you love, maybe then just put some like very general themes or ideas or even to make it more general, just say, in June, I want to be launching a new product and you don't even have to say what it is. But at least then you have some foresight into what's on the horizon and be able to integrate that into your marketing efforts so that you can plan way ahead of time internally to help build excitement and make sure you're positioning those products at the very right moment for your customers. Because the worst thing that can happen is if you launch something and it completely falls flat because that planning, that strategy, that foresight into the launch wasn't in place. All right, so how do we actually align production and marketing? As I sort of alluded to before, we need to work toward creating a detailed production schedule. That could just be in a simple spreadsheet. But overall, in the average of all the things you've made, what does the production process look like? Doesn't have to be specific to any one product or collection, but like say it takes two weeks to design the piece and then it takes three weeks to do the next step, give or take a few days, and then a week to do the next step. And this is like what I can expect in terms of product photography turnaround. I want that to be detailed from start to finish. And as best as you can, 
include some buffer times to account for unexpected delays so that every time you release something, you have realistic expectations and you're not just guessing each time. That can really give you insight into how to plot out the marketing as well. And then looking at that schedule or that timeline, once you have it written out, where are the places then that typically hold you up or keep you from having full clarity in the process? Is there anything you can do in that process to take away some of the mystery or the delays or that keep you from having clearer ideas about when a product or collection would be released? And does this production schedule change based on the type of product you're producing? So maybe you need two different versions. Like if I'm making something that's only metal, it looks like this. But if I'm making something with gemstones, it looks like this. And this needs to be detailed so that you can also audit it and see places where you can make it more clear and more predictable. The other thing is you want to ask yourself, how often do you want to be releasing new products or collections? For some brands that I work with, the customers respond really well to newness. They constantly want releases of new products and they thrive on novelty. And the brand is, for the most part, able to deliver that. But for other brands, the customers don't necessarily want or expect new things all the time. Instead, they like to learn more about the current products and dive into the in-depth stories about the pieces. Or maybe you have customers that are used to like your standard designs, but occasionally they like to see a limited edition color or limited edition gemstone. This comes down to really knowing your customers and what they'd like from you. And that will really influence what you decide to commit to as a regular launch schedule that makes sense for your customers. And also realistically for your production capabilities and your timelines. And if it helps you in general, as I mentioned before, commit to a day of the month if you're going to do this every month, if you're going to do this every quarter, if you're going to do this every six months, put like a standard day on the calendar, like the 15th of every month is when you launch a new product or collection or what, whatever makes sense to you. I'm not even saying you have to do this monthly, but if you build some kind of regularity into it, it helps the marketing just make sense because then you can almost put like placeholders into your marketing calendar. So on your marketing calendar, also plan for a buffer around that spot. If you know that production can vary two to three weeks one way or the other, whether early or late, then on your marketing calendar, you know you need to have backup content to pad the weeks around when you may be launching a product because the marketing doesn't stop just because there's a production delay. And if you know ahead of time that your production is often not on schedule, 
That means you're going to need to have more frequent check-ins with your marketing calendar and treat it more as a dynamic, living, breathing thing. So less visibility into your production will mean you'll have to keep even closer tabs on your marketing to ensure you're not missing opportunities or dropping the ball on other items you could be promoting. If that doesn't motivate you to get your production in line, (laughs) if that means you can be less hands-off on your marketing, if you figure out your production schedule, I hope that that's a motivating thought for you. So thinking ahead of the launch also, you want to be integrating marketing into the production process. So involve marketing early into that process to align your product development with your marketing strategies. This can help you tailor your products to meet customer needs and preferences. So what I mean by this is you could early in the production stage where maybe there's still an opportunity to make some tweaks and adjustments or you're thinking through colors, do a poll on Instagram stories and say, hey, like we're sending this design to production. We haven't finalized the colors. What do you all love? That ultimately can support your marketing later because you're directly responding to customer requests. Also, if you know in your production that this will ultimately come out in the marketing, you can be more intentional about documenting that production process and giving behind the scenes to help tease the products. I would say rather than taking the approach that you let marketing fly by the seat of the pants of production... Err on the side of trying to plan your marketing schedule as best as you can, but then remain flexible and adaptable to changes. So you'll want to continuously monitor what's going on with production. You'll want to keep your finger on the pulse of what your customers are saying. That way you can be quick to evolve and to satisfy your customers. But above all, the most important thing, more important than anything else, when you're creating a production schedule, it's essential to be more realistic rather than optimistic. This is a time to maybe take off your rose-colored glasses and get real. So avoid overloading your production schedule and setting unrealistic deadlines for production as well as marketing. If you have wishful thinking, oh no, no, it's fine. This will totally be ready by Mother's Day. It's fine, don't worry about it, we'll figure it out. And then it's not, that's gonna lead to more problems than great results. So it's almost like you have to err on the side of there will be delays and plan for those. Maybe that's negative, maybe that's pessimistic, but it will ultimately save you more time and headache in the long run. So what do you think about that? Do you kind of struggle with the production calendar and you do feel like that's holding you back in your marketing? I would love to know if you try some of these tips or even try to audit your production production schedule and see if that helps you better promote and launch your products.
Okay, let's get into the gold mine. Welcome to another edition of the gold mine, a segment where I get personal and share insights on entrepreneurship, mindset, success, growth, and all things business. The gold mine allows me to share topics and insights close to my heart. So on this week's gold mine, I want to talk actually about a saying that my mom used to tell me when I was a teen and a younger adult, and it's just been resonating in my head lately. And I thought, hmm, this might be good to share with the sparklers. So the saying that my mom used to share with me is, get their monkeys off your back. (laughs) I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before that I'm the kind of person who gives other people the benefit of the doubt. And so I end up absorbing a lot of problems and negative energy that probably shouldn't be mine. So I often have to remind myself, like, get their monkeys off your back. If you're not familiar with this saying, it basically refers to the fact that a lot of people in the world sometimes have trouble taking accountability and responsibility for their own issues, for their own things on their plate. So they either look for someone else to blame or to kind of pass off their problems or workload. I think this happens in business a lot and in workplaces, mostly because the people, they're not bad people. They're just often overwhelmed, overworked, tired, have so much going on that without even thinking about it, they kind of just try to drop accountability and like pass the burden off to someone else because it's just so overwhelming for them to take ownership. So when you say get their monkeys off your back, it suggests finding a way to prevent or stop taking on burdens unnecessarily and then encouraging other people to manage their own tasks and responsibilities rather than than passing them on to you or to other people. And as I said, it's often a thing discussed in management, in personal productivity, and it emphasizes the importance of boundary setting and delegating effectively. So if you're the kind of person who gives other people way too much benefit of the doubt, then you're probably taking on a lot of monkeys. And if you're also a person who has trouble saying no or setting boundaries, then you probably have a lot of monkeys. So what do we do about that? Well, in business and in life, pretty much all relationships are two-way streets, meaning that no one thing is really fully any one person's fault or problem. So if you're a jewelry business working with the vendors, if you have contractors, if you have employees, if you have customers, There is a mutual relationship that exists with all of those people. And if one of those people is trying to put a lot of things and responsibilities on you and you feel this weird like (laughs) feeling in your stomach that this feels like too much or unfair, take a moment to step back and ask, what is that other person trying to avoid or not acknowledge? So some examples of what you might experience as a jewelry business, maybe with a vendor, 
If you have a vendor who frequently misses their delivery deadlines, and that means you have to always follow up and micromanage their schedule to ensure that you can get your job done, or you have a vendor that requires constant reminders and negotiations for every order rather than having a reliable and consistent ordering process, they're putting way too many monkeys on your back. And yes, in a jewelry business, even the customers themselves can be putting monkeys on your back. I think especially in a jewelry business where a lot of interactions are often personalized, the expectations for service and product quality are high, there may be customers that have expectations beyond what is standard for a business. Maybe they're demanding things that you don't typically offer or they expect faster than usual turnaround times, or maybe they have a lot of complaints or they're trying to return items and getting you directly involved rather than following standard customer service protocols. Those are just a few potential examples of a lot of ways that even customers may try to kind of like put the monkey on your back, even though it's a two-way street. Having monkeys on your back may also mean in your business that you're not delegating effectively. So for example, if you are the kind of business owner who feels like you need to do all of the things, have control over all the things, you struggle with like hiring help, even if it's just a contractor to come in and help you, if you're managing every aspect of your business, like accounting, scheduling, manufacturing, whatever it is, and you're not looking for ways to delegate or even looking for software to help you streamline, you may be putting monkeys on your own back. Also, if you're handling like all communication or you feel overwhelmed by a certain aspect of your business, again, you may be putting monkeys on your own back or taking on monkeys of people that maybe that communication could be delegated more effectively. So what do you think? Do you often feel like you have this burden or that you like take on too much and you wish you could just shake that all off? Is that something that you struggle with? Maybe this will be a good reminder for you. I know it is for me. So drop me a message via Instagram DM, leave a review on the podcast or comment on YouTube. Let's chat about it. Did you have any questions about today's episode? You can always email me Larissa. That's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend who'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're completely new to digital marketing, then you'll want to purchase and read a copy of my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy. Visit joyjoya.com book for more information.